Tuesday, February 21st, 2017 here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. On this episode, we will be giving out our grades to the defensive line and linebacking core. We also welcome in Mike Nice of the Patriots Postgame Show here on CLNS Radio to help give out those grades as well as break down Donta Hightower's possible free agent future. All that and more on this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. I am your host, Harris Rubenstein. Go find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash clnsfans. Go find us on Twitter at clnsradio. And go find me on Twitter at clns underscore sportsteen. All right, fam, we have a another fun off-season show for you guys this week, as I mentioned in the Primer. It is defensive line and linebacker time. We just have to break down the different players, give us some grades out, and then we'll get you guys on your way. But first things first, we need to give out a official Patriots beat prediction about the most important, the most important free agent on this entire Patriots roster, and that is your starting middle linebacker, Donta Hightower. So Donta Hightower has had injury problems his entire NFL career. Uh, he has never played a full 16-game season, to my knowledge. He you know, has kind of been up and down, but his performance when he is on the field and healthy can only be described as stellar. However, when your play is few and far between due to your injuries, excuse me, you're going to have a little bit of problems here, but I still do believe that Dante Hightower is one of the best linebackers in football. Came in at 13th uh, for pro football focused linebacker grades this season, and he's also been in the top 10 throughout most of his NFL career ever since they started the rankings, I believe. What was it a year or two before his rookie season? I'm not exactly sure, but Dante Hightower for sure has been one of the biggest name linebackers in the NFL since he's come into the league. Uh, and obviously, he made that incredible play in the Super Bowl on Matt Ryan to force that fumble and get the ball back to Tom Brady so he can score 16 points or whatever, 16 points to tie the game and then another touchdown in overtime. And the Patriots came back from a 20 to 3 deficit in the Super Bowl to win. But anyway. Donta Hightower has been one of the best linebackers in football when he's actually healthy. And I think it's important to stress that because I feel like a lot of people forget his impact on this team when he's on the field and when he's off the field. When he's on the field, you know, he's the leader. He calls most of the plays for the linebacking core in front seven. He blitzes. He covers. He spies. I mean, he does everything that you ask him to do from that, that middle linebacker position. Or I believe, what what do they call it nowadays? You have the Sam, the Will, the, ah, the Mike, the Mike Backer, as people like to call it nowadays. But Dante Hightower is in a tricky situation here. He's never played a full NFL uh, season, but he does have two Super Bowl rings. He did just help the Patriots win a Super Bowl. He just saw Jamie Collins get traded to the Browns and be paid an exorbitant amount of money. And if you're Dante Hightower, you're going to want something close to that, if not just the same. 
But I truly believe that the Patriots would be able to bring Dante Hightower back. I don't even think it's a question at this point whether or not you do. I think that this season kind of proved it that he really is a necessary piece of the defense. I think that they were going to choose one of him or Collins. And I think they just like Dante Hightower's work ethic. I think they like the leadership he brought to the defense. I think they like the position he plays. And I think they realized that his position would be harder to fill if they ended up trading him. So with Dante Hightower being back, let's look up what Jamie Collins' contract was. Because I think we're going to see something not exactly similar. But at the same time, I think it will be... A, it, will, it will look very similar. So Jamie Collins signed a four-year, $50 million contract, $5 million signing bonus, $26.4 million guaranteed an average annual salary of $12.5 million. So his cap hit for the Browns is going to end up being 12.4 this year, 12.3 next year, 11.6, and then 13.6. So that's a good contract if you're the Browns. You get one of the finer uh, linebackers in football for a pretty good price. I mean, you know, people might say, oh, overpay this and that. I mean, they just, they paid him. He got paid what he was going to get paid. They just decided to do it for their team. So it really, that, that's kind of what it's going to come down to for this Patriots team. They're just going to have to pay him what they know he's going to get paid if he ends up leaving. So, you know, looking at this contract, I think Donta Hightower will probably end up being franchise tagged, first of all. And then I think you will end if he, so I think the franchise tag and then sign him to a deal. So I think they're going to start off with an offer of about five years, $55 million with about a, with about $27 million guaranteed. I think they'll go a little bit higher than Collins, but again, I think the money will be very similar. I think that's the, if you're Dante Hightower's agent, you have to say, okay, we need to hit. Jamie Collins' price point, if not that, a little bit lower. But I definitely think 27 mil guaranteed is going to be a a definite must for that contract. But again, the the salary, excuse me, the the franchise tag for linebackers this year, I believe, is 15 million. So if you're Tonta Hightower and you're given 15 million dollars, you know, to play football this year and then get a contract at the end of next season, I can understand it. But at the same time, if I were Donta Hightower, I'd rather just get my contract now. So I think we're going to see him get paid this year. So my official prediction on the record, five years, $55 million with $27 million guaranteed to one Donta Hightower. So he will be back on the roster if you're asking yours truly, but With that being said, we're going to take one quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to get loaded onto our grades until we bring in Mike Nice to get the official letters. So we'll be right back. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. 
find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. All right, people, welcome back. Still Harris here with you. We got a little bit of news, obviously, recording this on Monday before Tuesday. We got a little trade talk going on obviously not with the Patriots but a trade did just happen as Jared Odrick was cut by the Jaguars and Julius Thomas was traded to the Miami Dolphins Brandon Albert was traded back to the Jaguars so Julius Thomas now your fat Julius Thomas or Julius Thomas who ate other Julius Thomas now on the Miami Dolphins giving them that tight end threat that they've been looking for. Uh, there were a lot of rumors that they were going to make a run after Martellus Bennett. So that takes a big knock out. Well, not a big knock, but that takes a big target away from Martellus Bennett. Uh, so again, I guess just a better chance that he'll, that he'll might end up back on the Patriots next season. But yep, just a little news that again, Julius Thomas is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. I wouldn't give it too much thought. He hasn't really been relevant. Yes, Revelant. That was the right word for about two seasons now. Anyway, moving on to what we're looking for here with these grades. So we're going to be going through the – once I bring Mike Nice on here, we're going to be talking about uh, the defensive line, the linebackers, and edge rushers. So interior line, edge, and then every single linebacker. Uh, We ended up clumping Ron Lingovich and Chris Long into one territory as did we clump in Kyle Van Noy and Shane McClellan into the same tier simply because they're very similar players, not based off of their skin color, but they're very similar players – uh, with very similar roles, so I felt that it was fair to judge them um, as a group, and I think that you guys will enjoy the grades we give them. So, um, again, next show, actually, no, we'll talk about the the next show after we welcome on Mike Nice. But first things first, before we welcome Mike in, I'm going to give you a couple of my thoughts here. Excuse me about what the future of this defensive line is going to be because next season they're most likely going to lose Chris Long. They're most likely going to lose, probably going to cut Rob Ninkovich if you ask me. I just think his play wasn't up to par. And they're also probably going to lose Jabal Sheard. But, and I think they'll end up bringing back Alan Branch. I just don't think Vince Valentine or Malcolm Brown are ready. I think they need one more season. But, with those guys gone, I think that puts pass rusher at the top of the Patriots' need list. I mean, I think you're looking at someone like a uh, Ryan Anderson from Alabama, maybe a Tim Williams from Alabama, a Hassan Reddick from Temple, maybe a Takaris McKinley from UCLA. It all really depends what happens in free agency and as well as what really happens uh, over the next couple of months with the, with the combine and this, that, and whatever. 
But I think the Patriots, if you look at it right now, have an incredible core at the defensive line when it comes to youth. Malcolm Brown, Vincent Valentine, and Trey Flowers are is the, the future of this Patriots defense. And I think if you're a Pats fan, you have to be really, really excited about that. All three of them this year showed that they can really ball out in the NFL. They know where to go. They know where to be. They know how to play. I mean, Trey Flowers this year is an interior pass rush, pass rusher at such a young defensive end. It was so unbelievably surprising to just see how well he played, especially in the Super Bowl. He was unbelievable. So Trey Flowers, you know, I... I've been banging the train flowers drum since last preseason. I told her, I kept saying it that he was going to be really, really sick, and he ended up being sick. So I'm going to kind of hang my hat on that one and give a little salute. But big season for Trey Flowers, big season for the defensive line in general. I personally am going to have to give them a total grade before we bring on Mike Nice here. I'm going to give the front seven as a total an A minus on the season. Uh, I think that they had to deal with a lot of shuffling, especially with Collins leaving. I think they had to deal with a lot of interesting offenses. But you know, as the when once they were going down the stretch and once they got into the playoffs, the defensive line was really, really good. And then in the Super Bowl, that second half, the defensive line was was really, really good. So I think if you're a Patriots fan, for all the complaining about what their defensive line was this year and the lack of pass rush, it really ended up being one of the better units on the team as a whole. I I. I think it, the defensive line ended up being better than the linebacking core. So we'll see what happens with the draft and with free agency. Don't be surprised if the Pats pick up a couple of defensive linemen in this offseason and for the future as we go on here. But with that being said, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, it is going to be Mike Nice time as we give our grades for the linebacking and defensive line cores. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate, Jack, could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for our featured guest segment this week. Very happy to welcome in CLNS Radio, CLNS Radio's own Mike Nice from the Patriots Post Game Show. Mike, thank you for joining us on this great holiday we have today. Yes, sir. President's Day. I'm happy to be here. Always ready to talk some Patriots. Even though the season's done, the Patriots secured the Super Bowl win. I still talk Patriots all year long, so I'm ready to go, man. Ready to be, ready to be 
right into it. Right, good, good stuff, man. So we're going to start with the uh, D. So we're, today we're doing uh, linebacker and defensive line grades, as I've said in the beginning of the show. So we're gonna, we're just going to start off with the defensive line, and I want to hear from you first before we do grades. We had a kind of a, of a revolving door at D-line this year. You know, sometimes Chris Long played well. Sometimes it was Ninkovich. Sometimes it was Flowers. One or two times it was Sheard. And the interior D-line was shuffling a lot. Who do you think was the best defensive lineman the Pats had this year? Honestly, I really like how, how Trey Flowers played this season. I think he stepped up, especially in a year where, you know, you lost – uh, Chandler Jones early in the season during the off season. Uh, early in the season, um, uh, listening, Jamie Collins ended up leaving as well. I think Trey Flowers is a guy who definitely stepped up and really performed well. Um, one guy who kind of flew under the radar, who at this point in time, we don't know if he'll return next year or not. Chris Long. You know, I liked what Chris Long brought to the team. You know, veteran guy came to the year first year and got a ring. You know, you're happy to see players like him perform, you know, being in, in tough situations early in their career to finally come to a winning situation and get a ring. Um, so I'm happy with Chris Long brought to the team. One guy who we definitely talked about shuffling in and out of the lineup half the time who I really thought would step up and perform well was Jabal Sheard. He's a guy who seemed like the Chandler Jones replacement you know, once he got traded to, to Arizona, a lot of people thought Jabal Shared would step up. You know, he appeared in 15 games a season, only got eight starts, uh, finished the year with only 20 tackles, uh, but had five sacks. I mean, they're not terrible stats, but at the same time, um, you want somebody to really make their presence felt on this roster. And, and like I said, once Jamie Collins was off the picture too, you know, obviously everybody knew Dante Hightower would be leading, you know, those guys up front. Uh, but you, you're looking for, you know, next person to step up. Trey Flowers did well. Alan Branch did well. But I think a lot of eyes were on Jabal shared to really, you know, have a big season. And obviously 2016 didn't go how he pro- probably personally wanted to go. Uh, obviously the Patriots still got the job done and won the Super Bowl, but I think, you know, he's still pretty young, only 27, but 28 next season. He's a guy that, you know, the Patriots are hoping, and he's probably hoping for himself, will step up and make a bigger impression uh, on this team. So let's move into some lettered grades here. Let's start with Trey Flowers, because Trey Flowers was a guy who I thought was going to be, you know, the, the basically their next great pass rusher. And so far, so good. I mean, the guy is an interior pass rusher, was outstanding in the NFL this season. I believe he ended with a pro football focus grade of 84.5 or something crazy, which is plus 30 from what he had last year. I give Trey Flowers an A on the season. I don't really know what other direction you can go. The guy's stock is way up. He's been improving all season long, and he really looks like he's going to be a big impact on uh, for the rest of the year or for the rest of his career. I have to give him an A myself, Harris. And the reason why I give him an A because, yes, we look at what he did in 2016. Great stats. Uh, great. He left a great impression on the team, made some great plays. But this guy's only 23 years old. He's still very young, which means he has a lot, and I mean a lot of football left in him. And for him to come up and perform the way he did uh, at just 23 years old on this Patriots team, uh, uh, a Super Bowl, you know, a playoff contending team, you know, the way that he stepped up at this young age, you know, it, it was great to watch. And 
you're hoping that the Patriots continue to build up this defensive, uh, this defensive team that they have, you know, with, with Hightower and, and, you know, Trey Flowers and a couple other young guys that they have. But, you know, when I look at Trey Flowers, I definitely got to give him an A for his performance. And the fact that he's so young and he performed this well at a young age, you know, it's only, it's only up from here for Trey Flowers. So let's move into the other D linemen, such as, I, I kind of like, uh, clumping Chris Long and Rob Ninkovich into the same category because they're very similar players in the way that, you know, they, they, they didn't have great years. They both clearly lost a couple steps over the past couple of years, but they still were able to get the job done. I know Rob Ninkovich had a pretty average season and Chris Long was just okay. I'm going to give the combo of Chris Long and Rob Ninkovich uh, a B minus simply because I thought that this was probably Rob Ninkovich's worst season of his Patriots career. Yeah, I have to go. So I'm, I'll give both of them, since we're compiling them together, I'll give both of them C's. I think it was average. I think, especially with Ninkovich, like you said, it was a little uh, below average from what we're used to seeing. I mean, it was Chris Long's first year, so, you know, we didn't know what to, to expect too much other than seeing what he did in season before. But I'll give both of them a C. You know, the thing with Ninkovich and and long you know these guys are on the other side of 30 you know their 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 age is going going higher each year and i mean when you look at these two you don't know how long they'll possibly stick around with the patriots knowing how the patriots do business they're always looking to you know switch guys in and out of the lineup ready to move on from guys once their age is going up or, or their price tag whatever the case may be the Patriots don't waste any time moving on from players especially if age is a factor and looking at the season that Ninkovich and Long had knowing that Ninkovich was kind of below average to what we're used to and and Chris Long didn't do anything spectacular for the Patriots uh you know, I, I'll give them both an, an average a C, you know, an average season. It, it remains to be seen if, if both of these guys or one of the other sticks around uh, next year, if the Patriots try to go the younger route, uh, push some of the younger guys up, maybe draft a guy, maybe bring a younger guy through free agency. It remains to be seen. But, yeah, I'll give these both an average season. So let's move into the interior defensive linemen because it was a great season, I thought, for the interior guys. Alan Branch, um, excuse me, Malcolm Brown, and then Vincent Valentine, the uh, the new rookie that they got out of Nebraska, who kind of surprised a lot of people. We'll start with him for letter grades. Vincent Valentine, for me, kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone really expected him to be what he ended up being, which was a really solid pass rushing D tackle in rotation. He was a good run blocker, and he just he got the job done. I, I can't remember any time that he really you know, was was a big-time issue. I got to give him a B-plus to the season. He wasn't as explosive as I think he needed to be, but for a first year or two, I think it was, he was as successful as you could have asked for. Yeah, I give Vincent Valentine a lot of credit stepping up. Like I said, you coming on to this Patriots team, you know, team, you know, we're not, they're not the, the Dolphins or the, or the, the Jaguars, other, other bum teams in the league. Like you're coming to this team, you're expected to perform at a high level because this team expects playoffs or, or in Super Bowls or in nothing else. So for him to come here 22 years old and be just solid up the middle, and I have to give credit to him and the rest of the guys, but definitely him being the younger one of the bunch. You know, he had a pretty solid season. I'm going to definitely give him, I agree with you, I'll give him a B as well. And, and like I said, the same thing with Trey Flowers, with Vincent Valentine, at only 22 years old and performing and being such a solid presence as he was, it only goes up from here. And I mean, 
you're looking the way the Patriots defense was set up, especially with those guys up front. You know, they did a solid job throughout the season, the postseason, containing opposing teams' rushing attack for the most part. And Vincent Valentine was a huge part of that. So he could be, you know, continue to probably be in the next couple of seasons of the face of the defense, and especially when it comes to run the run defense and, and being one of those guys up front to slow guys down on the opposing team. So Vincent Valentine, it only goes up from here. Yeah, him and him and Trey Flowers will form a pretty great combo for the next couple of years. And alongside of both of them will will honestly end up being probably the best talent out of all three of them, and that is Malcolm Brown, who has quietly been one of the better D tackles in football. And I, I stress quietly because he it has been very quiet. He you know, he, he kind of comes in, he does his job really well, he'll get a, some pass rush here and there, but never will we see him just go off in a game. But he's still a really good player. I give Malcolm Brown a B on the season. I think I would have liked to see a little bit more out of him in the pass rushing standpoint, but I think from the point of uh, run stopper and an all-around D tackle, he was pretty good. Yeah, I got. I give Malcolm Brown an A minus, honestly, because like I said again, when I look at you know Malcolm Brown, Trey Flowers, you know Vincent Valentine, these are young guys who really stepped up and were a part of this Patriots defense that ended up you know ended the season being one of the top defenses in the league, and especially in terms of the rush, you know the Patriots were probably top five, top ten in yards allowed per game and whatnot in terms of the rush. And Malcolm Brown was a huge, huge part of that. And, I mean, you know, there's no more Vince Wilfork. He's been gone for a while. You know, look at guys from seasons of the past that have been, you know, the solid presence up front. Like you just said, between uh, Malcolm Brown, Vincent Valentine, Trey Fowles, these guys, 22, 23 years old, they will be the face of this defense as long as you know the Patriots keep them, pay them, and, and have them stick around. Those guys will be the face of this defense uh, throughout the next couple of years. Um, when you look at the Patriots defense, I mean, years before growing up in the early 2000s, you know, you look, thought of the defense. You thought of the, the Vrabels, the Brewskis, the Seymours, the, the, the Wilforks. Now with this new generation and, and you, know, you know, new fans probably coming to watch the Patriots, they'll get more uh, – They'll be more recognized with with the Valentines, the Browns, um, the possibly the Flowers, the Shears. You know these guys who hopefully possibly be around and continue in 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 what they built this past season, this Super Bowl season. What they built that what they built this year will follow them the next couple of years as well. So moving on again, let, let's move into the the old I guess the old vet of the defensive line core, and that is Allen Branch who has had two back-to-back incredible seasons at that D-tackle spot for the Patriots. He has been really, really good for them, and this year was no was, was no different. One of the best run-stopping D-tackles in all of football. I got to give him an A-. minus. I was so impressed by you know this kind of late-career revival he's having. He obviously crushed the Patriots those years when he was on the Bills, but now he's on, uh, the, he's on the, the, good, the good side, as uh, we put it. And, uh, you know, he's he, he another great... Great season for Allen Branch. Yep, I agree with you 100%. I'll give him an A because when I look at Allen Branch, you know, next to him, you have the young Malcolm Brown, you have the young, you know, Vincent Valentine. These guys coming into the league, 
You know, they most of the time you have rookies, they're looking towards a veteran that they can learn from, that they can watch. You know, they can they can follow under their wings and, and you know, take notes and learn from them. And when you have a veteran like Alan Branch performing the way that he did this past season, it's easy for these young guys to come in and, and, and watch them do it watch them do what they do. So Alan Branch Wow, what a season for him. He's another guy, though, when I look at his age, though, at 32 years old, it will be interesting to see if the Patriots, you know, take a chance to say, well, you did it last year, did it the year before. Can you continue performing the way you did, you know, going to 33, possibly 30, 34 years old? So it'll be interesting to see if the Patriots have him stick around. Uh, but I got to give Alan Bench a lot of credit. He led the way for these young guys on the defense, really led the charge, and again, led to the reason why the Patriots won the top defensive teams this past season. So great year for the D linemen. Let's move back into the linebacker core. Unfortunately, we're gonna we're not even gonna mention Jamie Collins as a grading because he didn't really play enough games <laughs> for that to happen. So we'll just start yeah. right at the top. We'll start with Dante Hightower, the clear alpha male of the linebacking core, one of the best linebackers in football when he's actually able to stay on the field. Uh, you know, that incredible play he made in the Super Bowl, uh, the the sack fumble against Matt Ryan with eight minutes left to go was an incredible, incredible play by him. You know, you just the guy keeps growing. He just has to stay healthy, and he is in line for to make some big, big money this offseason. I give Dante Hightower an A minus simply because he just couldn't stay healthy again for full sixteen this year. But when he was on the field, he was definitely someone to be reckoned with. I agree with you 100%. I'll give him a B. You know, the only reason why my grade is, is in that range. He had a hell of a season. But the same thing with you, I feel like just the injury part of, of, of who Dante Hightower is, you know, nobody wants to really start to say he's injury prone, but these last couple of seasons he's missed games and had different things, you know, ailments. He's been beat up on for different occasions. So when it comes to injury with Dante Hightower, that's my only thing. Other than that, he's the clear-cut leader of this defense. I think, you know, I know you said not to mention Jamie Collins, but I think, you know, early part of the season, last season, people would go back and forth on, like, who was really, you know, the leaders of this defense? Dante Hightower, Jamie Collins, you know, who's the number one guy? Some people probably going back and forth, but I think the Patriots made that clear once they moved on from Jamie Collins and said that, you know, Dante Hightower will be this guy that we're going to ride and go with. And, you know, he only played 13 games, obviously, once again, because of injury. But when he was on the field, Dante Hightower was a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, we saw his performance in the Super Bowl. Uh, again, only 26 years old, another young guy who will be a huge face of this defense next year to come, as long as the Patriots pay this man. And, you know, I know the Patriots are cheap sometimes. They don't want to give out money. They don't want to pay for 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 the athlete, athlete and, you know, their production. But I think if you want to keep this defense at a high level, it starts with keeping you probably your best guy, you know, your captain, one of the captains out there. You got to you got to retain Dante Hightower and pay him and lock him up for the next several seasons. So great season, Dante Hightower. Just continue, hopefully, to stay healthy and he'll keep performing at this this high level. So let's um, let's move on to our next guy. Or we're actually going to do kind of the same thing I did with Chris Long and Rob Ninkovich. I'm going to clump Kyle Van Noy and Shea McClellan into the same little tier here, just because I felt if you combined both of them, you'd get one really good NFL linebacker. But two of them separately. Eh, they, they have their strengths and they definitely have their weaknesses. So 
I think combined, they definitely deserve a B minus. I think Kyle Van Noy, probably the better of the two. He had to come in midseason, big role, and just ball out. And he really did there for a while. Shane McClellan, I think it's it you can put it in the books that his first season with the Patriots was kind of a disappointment. However, most of his NFL career up to this point has kind of been a disappointment. So You know, he he kind of played up to the talent level that we know he had. I would not be surprised if uh, McClellan was gone after this year, but I give the combo of them a B minus. What do you think? I have to agree with you. I feel like after Hightower, you know, the Patriots really need to lock in and know who for sure will be that next one or two line tower, uh, linebackers that they can really depend on. I mean, we talked about uh, Ninkovich and somewhat Chris Long earlier, but like we said, uh, these guys are on the other side of 30. You know, they're not getting any younger. And, you know, McClellan and Van Noy didn't have the huge seasons that we expected to. I have to agree with you with the grade B minus C plus, that range. Um, I think this offseason, the Patriots really need to focus in on who will be that next, you know, linebacker next to Hightower that they can depend on and know will play, you know, 12, 13, 14 plus games on the season. Um, I don't know who to depend on. You know, like you said, I think you said Shane McClellan might not be here next season. Uh, you never know what the Patriots are going to do in terms of moves. Obviously, uh, it seems like the Patriots can just pull anybody off the street sometimes and plug them in and they can find success. But I think the main thing right now is finding somebody next to Hightower. You know, you had Hightower and Collins for a while. Collins is gone. You know, they plugged in different guys next to Hightower throughout the season. Um, I think the Patriots definitely need to find in who's that, you know, two and three guy that they can really depend on uh, for the next upcoming season. Yeah, I would not be surprised if they drafted someone uh, just to kind of fill in that role again next to Dante Hightower. One guy who is expected to take over that role a little bit, and this will be the last of our linebacker core we'll go over, was Alandon Roberts. Alandon Roberts was supposed to come in and just be this, you know, the, the next the next coming of Patriots linebackers. And I'll be totally honest, he didn't really live up to what people thought he was going to do and what he did in the first half of the season. Uh, he was very good in the run game, but as soon as they started him, he kind of fell uh, fell off the uh, wagon there. He just wasn't really big enough, he wasn't really strong enough, and he kind of got pushed out. What did you see from him? I give him a C plus. The thing with Landon Roberts is I feel like he probably won't ever turn into, you know, your main guy, maybe a starting guy. He's a good, you know, plug-in, you know, mix him in a, a couple of different downs and series or whatnot. But I don't see him as really being that main guy, possibly next to Hightower, that can do some damage. You know, hopefully the Patriots, you know, like we just said, possibly go out and draft somebody, you know, who they can who they can really look at and depend on a big, strong linebacker. Maybe they get somebody in free agency or maybe a veteran. Um, I don't know, but when it comes to Leonard Roberts, I'm not saying he's a total bust in his Patriots career is down the drain, but I don't see him as, you know, a possible starter on this team. You know, plug him in different places here and there. <laughs> I don't want to say special teams because that's really relegating him to, to, to being a huge non-factor, but I don't see the Patriots depending on Leonard Roberts to be a huge factor on this team. Uh, but at the same time, the guy is only 22. 
you know, who knows what he can develop in. If he puts in the work throughout the course of the offseason, who knows what he, what he can become for this team. You know, he's obviously under contract, so he'll be around unless the Patriots decide otherwise. But if he puts in the work, we'll see. Other than that, you know, he'll, he'll serve in the role as a backup for, for as long as he's with the Patriots. So with that being said, now that we've gone through our various you know linebackers and defensive line, as a core for the front seven this year, what do you give it this year? What's, what's your grade for the front seven? I got to give them a B plus. I think I'll give them a solid above average. You know, when, when you look at the Patriots team, I don't know if we'll say, you know, these guys are the new, you know, Legion of Boom or anything like the Seattle Seahawks, but at the same time, they were solid. This front seven was solid, especially in the second half of the season. You know, it's crazy. Once they got rid of Jamie Collins, you know, it's like they took it to another level in a, in a weird way. As great as the talent Jamie Collins was, it's like once he was gone, you know, this defense, and especially the front seven, really stepped it up a notch. So I give him a B plus, you know. And it can only get better. There's a lot of young guys on this team. You know, there's some veterans in there that may or may not stick around for the next season. But there's a lot of young guys who can hopefully continue to improve and develop and build off what what they started this past season. So I'm only hoping for the best with this team. You know, young defense. uh, We've seen many great defensive players come and go throughout the Patriots organization. Hopefully over the next, you know, five years, seven years, whatever the case may be, we'll look at maybe some of the current players on the roster, defensive players, and possibly say, wow, these guys were some of the, some greats to wear this Patriots uniform. But it remains to be seen. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Good stuff from Mike Nice. A B-plus for the front seven. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, when, when's, the, uh, when's the Pats postgame show coming back? When's your next show? We're having a show in March. I do not have the exact date locked down. We got to make sure everybody's scheduled and whatnot. But we will be doing, I think, a show once every month leading up to 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 the training camp or whatnot. But I think we have one coming up in March. Be on the lookout through CLNS. You know that date will be posted very shortly. Wonderful stuff from Mike Nice, one of the hosts of the Patriots post game show here on CLNS Radio. Mike Nice, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Harris. Take it easy. Have a good one. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show, hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929 929- 477-2386 toll free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere.
All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Patriots Beat Podcast. Please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Go follow me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Sportsteen. I'm always down to talk a little Pats, a little Boston sports, any sort of sports, really. So just shoot me a, a friendly little message, maybe a DM, and we'll chat about some sports. But with that being said, that is going to do it for this week. Thanks again to Joshua Morris and Hi209 for the music. I want to thank Michael Angie, Larry H. Russell, and Nick Gelso. As always, want to remind you guys that next week we will be continuing, or excuse me, next show we will be continuing our off-season grading, and this time on to the hot seat are the cornerbacks, and we will have plenty to talk about when it is time to come there. But for now, enjoy your guys' week. I hope everyone's President's Day weekend was lovely, and we'll see you guys on Friday.